If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. Come through, queen. I wanna see ya come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. So, Dan's away, but today we are in good hands. We are joined by Returner. I forget how many times she's been on, but uh, the iconic uh, Jess Rothschild. <laughs> how many times have you been on? Is this. Well, once in person, once virtual with me. So, this would be three. Okay, but then we did your podcast, which was like the mm. most fun interview. Mm-hmm. Can I. Somebody said that that was the. Somebody. After that aired, they said, this is the best episode you've ever done. Oh, my God. I got a DM saying that. We did um, what what Jess called a culture debate, which she basically, like, had a list of, like, all sorts of things. Like, from TV to, like, bros. <laughs> to, like, best neighborhood in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we just, like, sh- shot the shit. And we, like, tried to convince her to move to Brooklyn. And then... When Jenna Lyons' old townhouse went up for sale. We almost uh, bought it. We almost bought it in Park Slope, like seven minutes from me, a seven-minute walk. Anyways, welcome back. Um, Thank you. I wanted to talk a little bit about, first of all, her um, podcast, which we've raved about already that you've heard us rave about, Finding Fire Island, which was like the shorter series that she did, now nominated for some awards. Iconic. Iconic. Um, but more importantly, my mm. Monday night or Monday afternoon, um, like walk around pleasure is your, uh, podcast hot takes and deep dives where you kind of like get like iconic guests. I'm slaving away. I know. <laughs> so, like your two most recent guests, you had peppermint this past week. 
And then before that, you had Bianca Del Rio. Yes. You recently had Jackie Warner from Workout, which I know she's a returner. She's a returner. <laughs> I mean, there'll be eventually a seventh appearance yes. by Jackie Warner. But you've done <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell in the past. You've done tons of people. Even, like, your episodes of, like, subject matters I don't really know about. Like, you had someone recently who was involved in The L Word, a show that I've watched Generation Q, but not the OJ. Which is so sick. I know, but I, you really are like a great interviewer, and I feel like when people talk to you at the end of the interviews, they're like, "Oh wow, this person actually like knew her shit." So how do you do it? <laughs> well, step one is I know my shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, thank you so much. That's so sweet. I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, I think what makes what I'm doing different from a lot of other shows is I'm not bound to a network. I do it completely mm -hmm. independently. And so I only interview people that I'm super interested in. Yeah. And then I really try to go after those people. So like, for example, the L word um, writer that you spoke to, mm -hmm. that was like a happenstance thing. Like I knew who this woman was 20 years ago. And like, someone's like, Oh, you should interview her. And then it's like, should I? And then, it winds up being this great thing if you're into the L word. It's able to go like into like she's a very polarizing person in the L word, uh, you know, landscape like within that universe. And so sure. it can wind if they're open to talking about the stuff that was really kind of polarizing at that time. It can be it can be great. Yeah, but you had like yeah. John Cameron Mitchell recently. Yeah, yeah. I even, <laughs> yeah. Like, I even listened to like your Madonna culture debate as somebody who doesn't know a lot about Madonna in general, and I enjoyed it. And your mom said that Like a Virgin is her favorite Madonna song. Yeah, because I was listening to it because that came out around Christmas. So I was <laughs> like, I was like, what I usually do when I'm like getting ready, I have like a my bluetooth on and i'm listening to a podcast or whatever and mm -hmm. my mom and i had to share a room so i'm not gonna change my behavior for that there's so only so many times i can turn on santa tell me by ariana grande before everyone goes crazy so yeah no yeah it's it's a great podcast and i'm not even yeah. just like blowing smoke it's like something i look forward to not for like the specific interviews just because of your interview style that is so nice <laughs> like on like thank you so much like okay. i love that and i respect you guys so much and like you know that i'm like the biggest fan like i i review your reviews of the shows like i give you my thoughts <laughs> i know i know yeah. so i guess we should jump into kind of like the biggest news story to come out of bravo this week and it's it's actually a big one and it's bad so tom sandoval did a big piece with new york times magazine um, I think it was, like, titled, like, America's Most Hated Man or something like that. Yeah. Which is, like, I could name so many more men who are more hated in the U.S., mm -hmm. including I hate myself more. Just kidding. I'm, so, oh I'm just sorry. No, I just went dark. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, anyways, like, obviously the big breakout quote from there is kind of the worst thing he's ever said. Um, where he's reflecting on what happened with Scandaval. And he said, quote, I'm not a pop culture historian, really, but I witnessed the O.J. Simpson thing and the George Floyd thing and all these big things, which is really weird to compare this to that, I think. 
but do you think in a weird way it's a little bit the same question mark and then I love how the writer acknowledges that she then glances over at his like PR person who like didn't flinch oh yeah I love the breaking of the fourth wall in the interview and then later in the piece there was a new PR person Mm -hmm. it's bad and like he's released an apology and it's just like are we how are we doing this it also feels surprisingly late like it feel it this felt it feels like this would have been timed with last year's finale or the reunion sure but i guess they're they're maybe i wonder if bravo pr set this up with the new york times to hype up the new season mm-hmm. the timing just feels off I think the timing feels off in general for a lot of what we're experiencing with Vanderpump Rules because so much has happened so publicly. Like, all of these people are creatures of social media, so we've seen so much, so everything feels late now. And so, like, there's, like, now currently, like, a backlash to Ariana, which feels even baked into the show with, like, some of her confessionals. And it's, like, it's so confusing. Well, it's almost like what Sheena said. I mean, we'll get to the show, but like how Sheena said, or not Sheena, Tom Sandoval said in the episode this week that like the fans take the cues from the cast members. And I think the fans take the cues from the show. Like it's all, you know, I thought it was very strange. Um, Alex Baskin did an interview maybe on Lala's podcast saying that he wishes scandal never happened which to me is like the biggest lie i've ever heard in my life like for the producer to say that is insane because his his rationale was that he didn't know if they could ever get it get the friend group back but that's completely ridiculous for like the executive producer to say that like it was a bad thing and he wishes that it never happened they made so much money off of this are you kidding i don't it's 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 a ridiculous statement it's wild yeah but like back to like what tom sandoval said i i just cannot believe he had that vocabulary in his mouth to even be able to like make that comparison also does he know what pop culture is Compared to, like, what happened with George Floyd. I'm sorry. That makes no sense as a comparison. And also O.J. Simpson. I'm, I guess, okay, O.J. Simpson was more of a, uh, he was uh, a pop culture figure. But those were, that was a murder. Yeah. Like, these are both, he, yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Have you ever listened to his podcast or of, watched it on YouTube? Of course not. I I have. Of course you have. <laughs> Do you want to report anything back? Yeah, I'm going to report that Tom Schwartz sits in for most episodes. That's crazy. Also, Tom Schwartz refusing. He was on his press tour in New York right after this broke, and I think he refused to do any press about that moment. And Tom Schwartz coward vibes. I'm sorry. (laughs) Loser. Okay, so let's talk about Wendy Williams. This is heartbreaking. It really, really is. So it's been reported today on like the, so she has this big documentary coming out that she did agree to do, but it was when she got her like three picture deal picture. It's not like the 1920s, her three like big movie deal with Lifetime. And 
if you remember, one was the documentary that came before, one was the like made for TV, and this is supposed to be the third one. Mm-hmm. But news is coming out today, and this is from NBC News. This is like Bible. Wendy Williams is diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia and aphasia, which from what I understand is the same thing that Bruce Willis was diagnosed with um, in 2022. It's exactly yes. his same diagnosis. And I was reminded in reading this, I was reminded that she also has Graves disease. Yes. That she was public about while her show was still on. Yeah. Because that's that affected her, that led to what was happening with her ankles back then. Oh my and also that also like makes your it does something to your eyes as well. Yes. Terrible. Um, so there's this documentary coming out and it was of course meant to be about the comeback of Wendy Williams. Like she announced in 2022 that she was going to be doing this like new podcast venture and people were like kind of excited cuz like mm-hmm. Wendy's back. Or um, Wendy would have freedom and like back on the radio. Exactly. But then all the things with, like, the conservatorship came up where Wells Fargo froze her accounts. And from what her family's saying, and her niece um, was on The View today, Mm -hmm. and what her family's saying is that there's, like, a shadowy figure who was chosen by the courts to be Wendy's conservator. So it's, like, not like it's anyone in her family. And they're keeping the family out of, like, all the decisions, allegedly. Extremely bizarre. Yeah. And so that includes the nieces, like, with, obviously, Wendy's sister and Wendy's son and, like, every other member of the family. Like, Wendy is apparently, according to the niece, in some facility where she can call any of them whenever she wants, but they're no, they're not allowed to contact her. So the niece said last night she was at dinner and she got a missed call. And when she called back, the facility said like, there's nobody named Wendy Williams, like in this facility. It's a lot. Terrible. People and are so it's very strange that it's exact, it, that it's exactly mm. what Bruce Willis had it's like the, the, combina- the combination of those two things i know but it's like it's almost a little more sad because bruce willis we know has a big support system he has his current wife he's got his mm-hmm. ex-wife demi he's got all his daughters who are like surrounding him wendy seems to be almost alone in this if yeah. we are to believe the well, she, family. Has her, she has her son well, no, but he's like he's in the same boat as the niece and the oh. like. The family's not allowed, apparently, from what they're saying. So yeah, Sad. I don't, I don't Terrible. think, I don't think I'll be able to like stomach this documentary. It's apparently no, four hours. No. I could, yeah, I don't know. Where's the enter- where, what's the entertainment value? I don't know. I know, no. but it's like, it's, it's so sad because. I think even more now, especially after COVID, I feel like there's like a new generation of people who didn't necessarily watch Wendy Williams live, but mm. they're discovering her on TikTok and social. Mm. And 
they don't know like what went down basically right like i used to i watched wendy williams not live but i watched i dvr'd her from probably 2012 until her show was off the air so probably 10 years and but like there's so many clips that i even get on my for you page on tiktok these days it's like there's those like compilations of like cultural moments that change the world and like all this kind of stuff and it's like always like windy it's like all these like mm-hmm. funny moments and so like these young people are like discovering her but they don't know unfortunately what's what's happened yeah sad well yeah we miss you Wendy. we love you we love you so let's jump into some of the shows yes um so potomac as i understand you were a watcher but you kind of fell off which is fine because i feel like the world is kind of falling off i haven't heard a peep about it from anybody like i i was a huge fan of potomac and then i i fell off halfway through last season yeah so i don't really know i yeah i don't so I yeah. was a huge fan of Potomac, and I still am, but I found this year especially, and maybe a little bit of last year, I'm not running on a Sunday night to watch Potomac like I was in the day, mm-hmm. and that's like kind of unfortunate, though I do find like certain moments of like clarity that I like. Obviously, like Karen Huger remains a light and mm-hmm. remains a star, and we should celebrate her, but it seems to me, and I think like we can open this up to talk about like housewives in general and just reality in general like if you're on a cast with these people mm-hmm. and you're starting to separate away and draw lines i think that's bad absolutely it's, it, it has to be you've got to be able to work together yeah and, and like i i think that this is why i always return to roni did it best mm-hmm. because i think they truly were the best ensemble cast like d- even though they like their fights they were never really arguing i mean except when it got very personal with like the luann stuff like with mm-hmm. tom like that was really that was true meddling but it did always seem like they were having fun and that like they treated it as like a sport and like they were kind of athletes together like on opposing teams and like they got that it was all a joke yes i also think i think roni and then atlanta Mm -hmm. like around season six those were the two best like as like your analogy to sports which i don't even really know what that is um but like i i think i get it but uh i don't get it i (laughs) i I think i heard it somewhere I watched half the Super Bowl. Anyways, no, uh, no, but I think it's like people are willing to like put me in coach. I'm ready to play mm-hmm. and we can like pivot and we can like have fun and like do the thing. Potomac right now, it's like we had to sit down this episode between Wendy and NECA, who NECA is the new housewife and they're both Nigerian and they got a fight. And they're pitting them against each other, right? Yeah. And they got into a fight about something like literally that's about Nigerian culture so and one of them's like not willing to budge at all and it's just like frustrating watching Wendy walk off when NECA is like sitting there talking to a producer and now they're like breaking the fourth wall like totally and NECA's sitting there talking to the producer being like I like kind of want to work through this type of thing mm-hmm. and then we've got like we've got like the Candace versus Giselle thing which like 
they're at least now on a trip together. They just like landed in the Dominican Republic. So let's hope something good happens. But I don't know. It's like we need some resolution in order to move on, you know? Yes. Uh, I mean, this is a silly question, like, for, like if people are already watching the show. But I am curious, what is the status with, with Ashley Darby and the husband? Or, or have they settled the housing? Is that all settled? She has a home. Okay. Um, he is no longer on the show. And, right. And she's like vaguely talking about it but not really she's sketchy pants mm-hmm. it might be one of the reasons like why there's like a lot of division i know that giselle giselle gets a lot of shit and people are gonna oh, be you like know, you know what i remember also seeing i think i saw an early episode this season where giselle had jason from winter mm-hmm. house yes i did catch a glimpse of that and thought that was pretty fake and funny yeah, yeah. He hasn't been around in a bunch of episodes. And, like, it feels like they're doing a Giselle edit that is, like, focused on her family. And, like, mm. so we saw her daughter's graduation this episode. And it was, like, beautiful. And, like, it's pe- people love seeing Giselle with her family. So it does feel like she's a Bravo fave that they want to keep around, even though a lot of people, there's, like, online people don't like her. Even Would they ever keep Giselle and get rid of Robin? I could see Robin being friend of, mm-hmm. but who knows? Mm-hmm. This season's just, just been like such a kind of mess and we need to like reconcile and come together. It also like this season, because it landed over the holidays and with all those like mm. Sundays with award shows, mm-hmm. like it felt like they were like on this like mid season trip to Austin, Texas for two months. Why are they going to Austin, Texas? Uh, why not? Budget's low. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they're going to Dominican Republic for like their actual trip, which. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean that's that's Potomac in a nutshell. Um, we'll talk more about it next episode. But yeah, let's get to Vanderpump. Yes. How are you feeling about this? I like it. Okay. I I like the season. I like I'm able to sit through all the episodes. Like I'm like in it, and I'm paying attention. It's not a phone show for me. Like I'm fully like I have like like twelve bullet points here. Okay. <laughs> we want to get into do it. you want to do you want to go through the bullet points? Sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. So I made a note about James. Okay. Can we talk about Allie? James is Allie. Yes. 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 Not not the other Allie behind Sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but James is Allie is the most boring human being on the face of the planet, and needs to be. She's not made for television. No. Like. I don't understand. I mean, I guess he likes a really boring person because, like, he also chose Raquel. Yeah. She was a cardboard cutout all those years, too. But the pool party was – it was fun. I mean, when he jumped off the roof, I beat. I was like, is this – this is we're watching people getting paralyzed now. Like, this is Uh, That freaks me out so much. Yeah. Because – I don't fuck with roofs. I don't fuck with pools. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like thinking about his neighbors. I'm like, he just moved in and like, he's like doing this. If I were the neighbor, I'd yeah. be like calling three one one. 
I love Katie's vibe so much. Like, I love her just shooting looks at Schwartz. Like, when he jumped off, when he was about to, like, when she was in that, the little something about her yeah. floaty. How did, can you customize floaties like that? I guess he, you can, he like obviously. Built, I think he built it himself. How? I don't know. I think he put, like, a piece of, like, felt over it or something. It didn't look that well done. Interesting. I bet you can get things. If, I'm sure if you have a high-res photo, you can get that made. Okay, but just, it didn't look that good. Okay, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> no, but I also do like Katie's vibe, but I'm also like, Katie, like, we need, like, I like your vibe of, like, chilling, but, like, also wake up, born a also, show. Also, Katie, you and Ariana, I've texted this to you both many times, you and I know Dan. What I know what you're about to say. Katie and Ariana, the two of them, need to get with women's stat. Don't we all? Well, Ariana is like... That's what will spice up this show. Ariana is an out-by woman. But why are we with that man? Because he's a After new- Sandoval, you go with another man? Like, <laughs> this was your golden opportunity to, like, <laughs> win a GLAAD award. Like, <laughs> like, this was your moment. <laughs> <laughs> um well maybe i mean i i support anyone getting with a woman <laughs> um, um, okay like them not going so it seems like they're not going on the cast trip but isn't that part of their job description like you're going on this trip it's paid for this is part of your work but i guess they i guess they'll film other scenes i feel like i heard that they maybe show up Okay. Also, another thing I heard about this Tahoe trip is that Lisa Vanderpump actually did the Graham reveal there in like a producer thing. And heard about this. I heard about this like on the internet in like July, mm-hmm. but then it's now like being revealed at Vanderpump Dogs with the like dirty windows. Yes. Also, is that yeah. a working dog shop? Or is it just a set? Seems like a set. Because nobody's in there. I've walked by there before. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I was in LA, I walked by there. Um, Okay. Let me see my other notes here. Yep. I have an, another note about Katie's hair. How much I love it. That goes on. File yeah. that under her vibe. Like she just looks. I love her gay vibe. She's giving. Like I she's think, giving the craft. If. Yes. If she were. St- she looks like she should be stomping around the East Village. Yeah, of course. Maybe she should move to New York. She really should. Put her on Real Housewives in New York. Why not? <laughs> With our other queer heroes. <laughs> Aaron Lucci and Abe. <laughs> um, the sober curious thing is really annoying to me. Yeah, and they're like all kind of doing it. But I just don't like that phrase. It's like, yeah. Uh-uh, but I don't want to comment too much. Sober... Uh, I'm not a fan of that. It's like people really struggle with addiction. Like, let's not make light of. And I think I I will hand it to Lala. Like, her one rare moment was, like, pulling that into question, being like, that's stupid. I cannot believe how much I'm enjoying Lala this season. She's okay at times. I feel like she suddenly is, like, making sense. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, I think, like, she. Okay. She is one person who I feel like is listening to the streets, listening to the social media, and I think she's like 
swaying with the breeze of like what people are saying online especially mm-hmm. and that's why i think like she's the one who is like sniffing around being like maybe people are gonna not like ariana in a little bit so mm-hmm. maybe i should like go with lisa and like try to make tom sandoval okay again in a little bit of a way mm-hmm. so yeah. I but that whole that whole scene with James where she's like, "Tell me why you're not drinking." That felt really strange. The dialogue felt weird. Mm-hmm. Just that whole scene was odd to me. Um, the return Billy Lee back again, fully I friend know. of. I know the return of Billy Lee. Like it's when like Tom Sandoval finally doesn't have anybody. We get Billy Lee back. And we're going to this, like, what was this place called again? It had the weirdest name. I remember it had a weird name. Um, the, cold, the cold plunge place. Have you ever done a cold plunge? You seem like a cold plunge type, actually. That's hilarious. <laughs> Why? No, go deeper on this. Why do I seem like a cold plunge type? Because you're like a berries person. I knew that was going to be the next thing you said. <laughs> Is that offensive? No, but you're just like rattling off facts about me. You're like, you like the L word. You like Madonna. You like berries. You like stalking Lindsay Hubbard. You like gay shit. I didn't mention stalking Lindsay Hubbard. But... <laughs> I just volunteered it. Um, where was I going with this? The cold plunge. Okay. Can I, unpo- I don't know. Unpopular opinion. This, I'm going to speak my truth here. Sure. The most captivating, interesting person on this show is Tom Sandoval this season. Well, I mean, yeah, you're seeing you're seeing somebody recover from this specific thing. And it's also like you don't know if how he's coming about it is truthful or if it's an act. When he says he's saving himself for, for Raquel. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's it's. He's almost like bringing a meta version of Tom because he's also coming off of a reality show that he was just on. Right. And when he when he says, I guess I think he's referring to he was referring to Sheena talking so much crap about him on the podcast and like, Mm -hmm. you know, turning on him and making all this money off off of him. When he goes, it's always the closest people to, to you who hurt you the most. It's like. Yes, Tom. That's yes, Tom. It is the closest people who hurt us the most. But then, like, when that was you, that's you, Tom. Like, yes, it is. Exactly. You did that. Yeah, but then, like, last in the reunion, he was claiming that he and Sheena were never friends, basically. So he's like a walk. He's like a walking contra. (gasps) Got to bring this back to the dating women thing. My final. My final note. I guess this is a spoiler, but where they're going. So, you know, with Sheena's the babysitter or the nanny, whatever, that girl is going to hook up with both Schwartz and Katie. That was that specific girl. I just didn't re- I didn't realize if that was her or if it was just another girl who had like purple pink hair. That's the girl. OK, good. Good. <laughs> yeah. This has been the case my whole episode here. My whole appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's Vanderpump Rules for me. 
Okay, one last thing, one last question. What what do you think of the device of like Lisa now because none of these people work in the restaurant and they haven't for a while, but like we've been through a few tumultuous years, but now her big device is like summoning them up all to uh Villa Rosa. Or to Vanderpump Dogs. Yeah, or Vanderpump Dogs. But now it's been like a, like she brought the two girlies up to Villa Rosa. She brought Tom Sandoval up there. What do I think about it? I think that's always been a trope. It's like you get summoned. Like uh, James Kennedy when he would get in trouble. Like I True. feel like there were times he would get. That, I feel like that's not new. Yeah, but it just like felt so much easier when we could like be summoned to like that one table at Sir. Where, like, she would ask for a glass of rosé. Yeah. A glass of Vanderpump rosé. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Mm. I don't drink white wine. Oh, no. I'm sorry. The rosé. Is that white wine? No, no. no, It's it's rosé. It's rosé, yeah. Delete this. I sound like an idiot. (laughs) No, it's okay. Fine. Leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Do you want to move on to – I mean – she was invoked a lot in this episode of she, Beverly she, Hills. She, she, yeah. she, yeah. What did you think of? What did you think of Kyle's impression of her? Like, I think she did it in confessional and in scene. Yeah, she did it in scene at um, that arena. Is that the crypto arena? That is SoFi Stadium. Okay. Because I was at the crypto arena, so that's a different thing. Okay. You know what I think is the weirdest thing? In my lifetime, if I had to boil it down to, like, just naming one thing that's, like, the strangest thing I've bore witness to, it is the fact that all of these stadiums and, like, theaters and arenas that I – it's, like, we're lucky. We just, like, Madison Square Garden, Mm -hmm. it's going to be that for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. But anytime I look at, like, a concert, like, touring schedule, it's like, oh, we're going to go to the Chase – theater to see yeah. uh you know I, I guess taylor, taylor swift is the only name that's coming to you know to see whatever fleetwood mac yeah like prudential stadium will not like, be that forever like isn't that embarrassing like i could never say that yeah like i mean like even think about i'm not a chicago person but the sears tower the famous sears tower is mm-hmm. no longer the sears tower it's like the willis tower now did you know that? No. I did. But <laughs> <laughs> in LA, the the forum, it used to be the, what was it? It was the something, now it's the Kia forum, yeah. but it used to be something else. People, I think, just call it still the forum. Yeah. But I think calling it the Kia, like, are we talking about the, like, the car, the Kia? Yeah. That's humiliating to the human race. Imagine if we were talking about the rapper Kia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I just in my lifetime, like I can't wait. Is that why it's called City Field? Yeah. Oh my god. It used to be called Shea Stadium. Uh, no, of course, I grew up on Long Island. I grew up going to Shea Stadium <laughs> to see the Mets. Like that was my whole childhood with my dad. Oh my god, I never put it together. That's why it's called City Field. Yeah. So this is my funeral. This we're witnessing it. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> The crypto arena where the Grammys were at that I was just at in L.A. used to be Staples Center. Yes, Staples yeah. Center, of course. Oh, my God. 
us discovering capitalism on this podcast. <laughs> what was better, the the reveal of me learning the Brandy Glanville news, or the, I think the City Field is way more embarrassed. That's like this is that's like my home, my dad. Like, wow, you going <gasps> City? Does that mean City Field? <laughs> I hit home because it's like Long Island. It's like Queens. Yeah. All right. All right. Where were we? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. This is a come through queen special for you. Sure. Erica's spin-off that's gonna be just the two episode extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Is this a care or don't care? Oh don't care for me, but I'm sure Dan will watch. Mm. It is less of a care for me knowing that it's just like a one-off special. Mm-hmm. I was led under some pretenses that it was going to be a six episode series, like li- limited series. Like Ryan Serhant got like a whole six episode, like wedding special in Greece. And like, we get nothing for Erica's like, I love Mikey mint. Like I want more of Mikey. So you were ready to bet it all on blonde. I was ready to bet it all on blonde. That's really sick. If it were in New York, I would have gone. I just was not flying across the country. Yeah, Las Vegas sucks. No offense to people who live there. Just my personal experience. <laughs> I've had good experiences in Vegas. Okay. I hope <laughs> to have one soon. <laughs> um, so what happened in this episode? We're obviously prepping for the white party. Blah, blah, blah. The white party, Kevin Lee. Okay. Look, if we get to the point of this, if can we zoom in on the last 15 minutes? Well, not yet. We need to do the white party. Are you oh, kidding God. me? Okay, There's fine. so much happens. Oh, okay. You're even skipping over something that you like that happens during the white party. I like it. I, I'm sure you liked it. But first of all, we need to zoom out. Kevin Lee mm-hmm. canceled for me years ago when he fat shamed Katie Maloney on Vanderpump Rules. What did he say? He called her fat. <laughs> like at a Lisa Vanderpump party on he Vanderpump just- Rules. That quote, you're fat? He, like, said something, oh, you've gained weight or something like this. This was, like, this oh, was... I don't remember that. This was probably, like, five years ago. Because I've been a Maloney warrior since birth. Wow. I know that you're a new Maloney warrior because, like, she has new hair now and outfits. you got dyking energy. <laughs> Are we allowed to leave that in? It's okay. okay. I'll figure this out. <laughs> I don't want to make Dan mad. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's more of like me being losing my oh, job. Oh, okay. <laughs> Leave this all in. This is fun. Leave it in. <laughs> me being fired tomorrow. No. Um, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it's he's been on my radar as a bad person for all these years. The fact mm-hmm. that she's now using him. What happened to the original? Kyle party planner. I think his oh, name Yeah, the fat the the heavier guy. Yeah. I think his name was like Grant or something. He was a he was a staple the first bunch of seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um uh, we also have we've got all the supporting players coming in. I could not believe De- they wheeled in Denise Richards again for this. I could. Good. There was Camille. Camille. Who like barely they were like it was, they just sh- panned to her, but then she never did anything. Yeah. Denise and Aaron. Aaron was there. Um, Cynthia, obviously. And Cynthia brought Jeff Lewis. Yes. 
and you they know, gave they gave Jeff like moments. Yeah. They gave him like moments talking about because he had accused on his radio show he'd accused Kyla of using Ozempic. Mm-hmm. So like they had a little moment where she confronted him at the party. Yes. I I liked all of that stuff. Sure, yeah. That was all great. I think it's interesting. Did did you follow the whole the other thing with Jeff? He was supposed to shoot a scene in Orange County that they wound up cutting for some reason. With Shannon because his like attorneys told him not to. Yeah. Because I guess there's like I don't know the reality rules, but there's apparently like rules that like they would have been able to if he said something indemnify. Defamat- yeah. If he said something defamatory about somebody or something like that, then he would not be protected by Bravo or something. I have no but idea. But it's like, w- why would that? He just like accidentally like defame somebody in his scene. Well, like you can have self control. Well, I think like he was saying like he could probably or would probably try to go hard against John Jansen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I loved all. Of, I loved the Kyle and Jeff Lewis confrontation. Yeah, and then she has recently been on Jeff Lewis Live. Yes. Yeah, it seems like they're all, like, smoothed over. Of course. Um, so Erica then performs. Mm-hmm. What did you think of her performance? So I was looking to – I was looking if I could tell if she was lip-syncing or not. So it's – if she had been lip-syncing – actually, I have a friend who was there, so I could ask. But because she was wearing in-ear monitors, makes me think she was singing to track. Okay. And not lip-syncing. Yeah, standard so i just i can't get over how she doesn't look anything like herself i prefer the original version i have to say the one that we met her first season no even like all the versions until the ozempic sure yeah she looked better like i always thought she looked great like yeah this she just looks like i don't know i'm not into this version of her Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. Should we get to the last 15? I will say before oh we get God, to yeah. the last 15, there was the moment of all the Richard's daughters walking out with Kyle and Mo was mm-hmm. like at the buffet, nowhere to be seen. It was weird. When it should have been a family moment coming out all together. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going on with Dorit and PK? Do you think they're they're splitting? I think likely. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, right? Like he's so not great to her and like has not yeah. been great to her all season. Even when he was in LA, remember that scene like when they had therapy and yes. like he was drinking a beer and like when he went to the door to like get the therapist to come in, he like stopped to have a piece of pizza that was on a random like corner <laughs> that was funny. That was in, great. in their house. That was great. Yeah, I just don't think – I think people grow apart. I don't think he ever took her PTSD seriously in a way that, like, made her sad and yeah uncomfortable. Also, you know? did he, like, stage the home invasion? Okay, we're not going there, but okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean – <laughs> um, I found the last – it was it was funny when they were doing like the closing cards like and every like it was only like halfway through the episode I was like what's going on like because I was like this ha- episode hasn't and then 
I realized that like, oh, the whole ending is going to be the zoom in on Kyle. I love when they do the closing cards like so early and you know that we've got like so much story. An hour left. Of us. Yes. I found the last bit with them to be really sad and also really exploitive. Mm-hmm. Like it felt, it felt so sad that like they had to do this. And this scene has like technically been filmed twice because really, did you see it? They did a similar scene with just Mo and the girls for the Netflix show. The scene was like released on you Twitter like the day before the finale of this came out. Oh wow. So it's like we're doing these like sit down scenes mm-hmm. about separating twice. Mm-hmm. Thing is, like obviously, divorce is tough. I'm child of, um, and obviously I feel bad for like Portia especially because she's still very young. She's like mm-hmm. sixteen, and this is like all she's known. And she's also been on TV her entire life, so she doesn't mm-hmm. know anything before this. So. I don't know. It's it's a weird, 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 weird thing. It definitely seems like, I mean, I read it like Kyle is absolutely confirming he cheated in the past and possibly present. Like yeah, of she, course. she confirmed it. I think going into the reunion, I thought the re, the reunion trailer. Can mm-hmm. we talk? Are we up to that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought the reunion trailer was great. Dorit's mm-hmm. look wild. Dorit's look I was okay with in still photos before I saw her actually sitting on mm-hmm. the couch. I'm like, this would be a look. It, it was giving Padam. <laughs> yeah. But like to be sitting on a couch having serious conversations in that look and not like performing like at the People's Choice Awards, performing your like gay track. It's there's two different things, you know? Yeah. I think if Kyle, if there's no payoff, first of all, it's strange. Why wasn't Morgan Wade at this white party? Right. But Morgan was at Watch Robins Live last night. Was she? You know, I'm yeah. like, I've been like offline and like out of it. I okay. What she was? She was in the studio. Not in the audience. Like Nikki Hilton was in the audience, but like there's photos of like the step and repeat with. Kyle standing with Morgan. Interesting. Okay. I think if there's no payoff, like one way or another, with this Morgan Wade thing, it's going to be extremely frustrating. Yeah. For viewers. Like, just let us know, like, okay, we're working together. It was just like for press or publicity stunt, or like we are together. It's like the in between. It's like, it's frustrating. Totally, but also like, why is Kathy at this reunion, and why why is she giving? Girl, why is she doing me. spells on Sutton? That was crazy. <laughs> I've heard. I like, I like stepped closer to my television to like watch that. I heard Sutton say that her reaction to her reaction to that was like a reaction to that like big screen because now they're using the screen that was used in the OC reunion. You know that like screen what? that. Do you know about this? What screen? Did you use, did you watch the OC reunion? You know I've like never seen a frame of OC. Okay, so now instead of doing like these like corny backgrounds, they're using this like technology that like 
there's this huge screen that you can c- put behind like this kind of set where mm-hmm. like for this we're getting like the LA like looking from like the hills down into LA and okay. it's like they're actually like it like is like supposed to look really realistic and that's the technology they're using and she f- was freaking out over it that's her claim okay yeah okay well um, i'm excited me too yeah kyle has some explaining to do like let's get to it yeah is it gonna be three parts do we know i'm 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 sure okay yeah although they really could wrap this puppy up in one and a half yeah so wait who for you in beverly hills are winners and losers of this season i would ask erica jane winner okay um loser kyle i think sure because she like her her life fell apart it well it just wasn't satisfying it was it wasn't satisfying it was confusing it was deceptive so and and it just left me like you know what i don't even care anymore yeah yeah i would say winner i mean sutton despite all her mess had made television she made television sutton is a winner yes yes um, I feel like Crystal could be more of a winner. Crystal's a lo- Crystal's getting fired. I know, but I think she could be more of a winner. Like she had strong moments. She didn't speak the whole season. Uh, but when she and Anne Marie, when she was a actually when she was a soldier for Sutton against Anne Marie, mm-hmm. she was strong. <sighs> I, pr- I predict she's not coming back. That's okay. But she's real money. And remember what Rob said in the finale? Yes. He said that he thinks that Morgan sold the story to people. And she said, you're directing. What was that line? It was a great line. You're like, you're being like a cinematographer a dir- right a, now. A movie yeah. director right yeah. now. Yeah. That was funny. That was good. Um, I want to touch on Miami a little bit before we get to talking. We're going to talk about this entire season of The Traders, and then Jess is going to leave us for a little bit. I'm going to talk about this episode of The Traders alone for an experiment, and then we're going to come back and do freaking In the Queen. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, so Miami. I want to talk a little bit about this finale. Miami's been firing on all cylinders. It's got maybe the one of the strongest casts. If you're not watching it, you're not doing drag. I do want to say at this finale party, we got two old cast members that came back. Anna was recognized as an old cast member. She was given, given a Chiron. But I feel like nobody's talking about a former friend of who was around in season two of Miami, which would have been 2011, um, Lauren Foster, who kind of was like, I think one of the first trans women to be on Housewives. And she was present at this party, like actively having conversations with cast members in the background, but like never mic'd throughout this entire finale party. And I feel like nobody's talking about it. And I just wanted to put that in the world. You need to rewatch the episode to see her. She was wearing yellow. And she was with Anna, who was on her cast back in the day. And then we got the trailer for 
the uh, reunion, which I may just watch. First of all, their outfits, they look insane. Mm -hmm. I like the, I like the trailer a lot. Larsa, now that I'm familiar, because I never really watched Miami. So my real intro to Larsa has been through the traders. Yes. Which is not making me a fan. But then watching this, seeing how she reacts to this woman, Gertie, Mm -hmm. with like not understanding and like being dismissive of the cancer is completely confounding. She also outed Gertie's cancer. So Gertie confided in her and said that she had cancer. And then Larsa basically told half the group earlier in the season. (sighs) And like a lot of this like finale party was like Gertie being like, I'm starting chemo tomorrow. My husband shaved my head today. And like, you're yelling at me. And it's like all of the other women, like Alexia, who's like kind of a, bimbo sometimes like she's the she's the woman who looks like Teresa Giudice but like blondes yeah Yeah. she was like to Larsa like can't you listen like Gertie's starting chemo tomorrow like please listen to me but as far as um the reunion looks iconic right I thought it looked very interesting okay (laughs) (laughs) I was more taken with the I was I was really as far as reunion looks I was the thing that really captured my attention was Dorit so like by the time I got to the Miami promo I was like I was more focused on the dialogue sure yeah so you you never watched Miami even back in the day with like the old Mary Saul days Mama Elsa oh you're I know know you're missing out everyone wants to watch it last year's reunion Adriana presented a receipt to Andy Cohen, which he read out loud, and it was a letter to Marisol from her liver. I heard about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> heard about like that's it's like it's actually like <laughs> like Miami is actually like high camp. Yes, sounds <laughs> that way. <laughs> um, okay, but speaking of high camp and. From Larsa to Larsa, let's get into the traders. Mm-hmm. So, you interviewed Peppermint recently. Yes. Um, great interview. Thank you. Uh, you talked a lot about her coming back to the show for the reunion and how she's like kind of like gunning to. She is. She is coming for. She she is coming for Trishel's neck. Yeah. Um. Uh, that will be fun to watch. Other than that, like, what have been the highs and lows of the traders for you this season? And like, Ooh, I mean, I think, all, all the highs, obviously. I think the highs for me have been really getting to know Parvati because mm-hmm. I've I've seen bits of her on Survivor mm-hmm. by way of Jerry Manthe. Like, I've mm-hmm. seen the stuff that Jerry Manthe's been on. And Parvati was on one of those seasons, like uh, one of them, whatever. And then I dipped in and I watched a little bit of Micronesia to like catch up on Parvati. And I've watched clips, but really getting to see her in present day. Sure. I love her. Like, I love her energy. Mm -hmm. I love her. She has this calmness about her. I just really enjoy her. So I would say, I think just the obvious. So you're on the, in the question of um, Parvati versus Phaedra, you're on the queer side. (laughs) That came up on Watch Happens Live to Alan Cumming, right? Yes. I 
<laughs> but I also am loving Phaedra as well. Yeah, no, I came out on the queer side too, even though I'm loving Phaedra. I just like, there's yeah. something about like Parvati to me that gives me girl who I would have dated in high school, but now we're both queer <laughs> and keep in touch sometimes. I love that. I love that she's a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. There's just so much about, like, if she were my instructor somewhere, like, I'd be, like, obsessed with her. Okay, well, I, I, where, does, where does she even live now? Like, California, probably. L.A., yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Should we go down the cast? What about Sandra for you? Love it. I, I feel like she's going to win. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I love Sandra. I wish I had, like, a photo of the cast right now. I'll pull um, it up. What about... Saw, uh, oh. Okay, wait. What about... Let's go Big Brother first. I love... Yeah, yes, I love was loving Dan. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I felt like he was compelling television. That is so interesting. Even though he wound up, like, fucking it up. Like, I... Or, or am I not supposed to curse on here? No, you can curse. Okay. Um, even though he wound up, like, blowing it, I was always compelled by him. Okay. I love that. What about Janelle, big brother? Don't get it. Everyone Ooh. everyone was like, oh, so excited. Like, my big brother friends. I didn't, I didn't get it. It's like she okay. was never there for me. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going down now a cast list from Peacock. This is like a hot or not. <laughs> yeah, so it's not it's not in like any order from shows anymore, but I'm just gonna keep on going. Okay. Um, what about Bergy? Bergalicious, sure. Of course, of course. That's it. Bergalicious was that problematic for you? I mean, I, <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't. I mean, you know what? You know who's like the real winner for me in this? I I came out like really loving Kate Chastain. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. CT. I know you're a you're a real world person, love so CT. you must have a lot to say about CT. Love CT. Love that he's Phaedra's castle daddy. Mm-hmm. I love his Boston accent. I think I love everything about him. Yeah, me too. I love yeah. him so much. Um, Deontay didn't last long. Don't remember him. Okay, Ekin Sue. Oh, what an idiot! No. Also, like, half these people are iconic because of what Phaedra has, has like, said about <laughs> <Yes>. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was one of the d- more – she was really, really dumb. Yeah. What about John- Johnny Bananas? It's like when they're gone first, it's like you forget. Peppermint made such a huge impact. Like, for me, mm-hmm. like, that was, like, an un- – just, like, she really, like, made her mark. Like, it's going to stand the test of time. And, like, she'll probably come back in season three. Johnny Bananas, like, I don't remember what he did. Yeah, also, like, Peppermint being in the room when Parvati and Sandra came face-to-face for the first time. Yeah. And it seemed like Peppermint and Parvati were, like – becoming friends which would have been amazing mm-hmm. um what about john um eh, it's fine okay um <laughs> what about kevin from bling empire oh no okay larsa no marcus N- no max no i forgot about him okay mj Oh, she confounds me. I know, but isn't she like, okay, so we 
are more familiar with MJ than I think like most people because we listen to Jeff Lewis live. Yeah. Her on Jeff Lewis live is it's like a different human being. It's not iconic, but her in this castle is iconic. Well, if she went, this is going to wind up being like the UK version where like the morons win. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, hopefully the people with no strategy, like they're just like, they're they're the people that are just like yes ending the whole thing and like yeah yeah but they're just not saying anything it's like none of their idea that's apparently how to win this game i mean i hope so <laughs> um we touched on parvati all uh and peppermint um mm-hmm. what about pilot pete um he's fine <laughs> um phaedra of course we touched on she's, she's winner of the whole thing yes yeah. Touched on Sandra. Yeah, um, love her. Sheree. Sheree, you know, she looks good, but she's not really doing much. I mean, she's worse than MJ as far as, like, kind of stumbling through the game. At least MJ's walking into rooms and trying to, like, listen to people. I guess. And walking out, backing out of rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's on her resume. <laughs> Skills walking into rooms <laughs> and backing out of rooms. <laughs> um, uh, Tamara Judge. Ooh, poor oh. showing. I know she could. Uh, I think apparently she was very sick during the whole. I have a. I know. I have a mutual friend of hers who was in touch with her. Like during that, she she had to go to the hospital. Yeah, I also think like. She now has her own podcast where she talks about this. And I do think she's interested in this kind of gameplay. So I wouldn't be surprised if we... I think we could see Tamara pop up on, like, a Celebrity Big Brother. Maybe even, like, do one of the challenges or something. Like, I I think she's really interested in this kind of... I don't think she necessarily knows how to play, but I think she wants to play. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Trishelle, obviously, which I know it's a yes. It's it's a yes for me, dog. Okay. Even though I know you hate her because you feel like she ruined the real world. world. (laughs) Um, it's it's a yes because she's interest. She's she's she can't help but be interesting. She's providing value to the show. Yes, of course. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, Kate Chastain. How did you feel? Okay, you watched season one, right? No. Oh. I started it. I started it, and I have to get back to it. Because you know what happened? I was craving traders, And when I was upstairs, I think I talked about this in the pre- – it feels like years ago that I mentioned going to Beacon. It was either – it was some point in this broadcast, either on <laughs> the pre-show or this show. I sure. mentioned something about Beacon, and we binged. Two weeks ago, we binged the entirety of season one UK, mm-hmm. which was so interesting, in a way more interesting than this, yeah, than season two. And so I was going to go back and watch season one just to see. And also, you know, Peppermint has now piqued my interest. I want to see Andy. Oh, yeah. They're great. Um Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting ending to that season, but for the Kate of it all, it's just very funny because, like, she spent half the time just wanting to leave. Yeah, I want to see that. And so her coming, but she was, like, comedic relief, and she is comedic relief in this, and 
so this is me before watching tonight's episode. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see one if she accepts, which I think she will. Of course she will. And two, how they deal with it, and then I will give my reaction. I guess after this. Okay, I am jumping back on solo. Right after the end of Traders, <laughs> literally them ending with MJ being the final vote, and we don't get to see it. That MJ's serving safe. Um, uh, I took a few notes uh, during this episode, but I don't think it's great to recap alone. Mm-hmm. So once Stan is back next week, we'll give a full recap. Um, I will say, Kate as a traitor, I love her so much, but maybe the traitor life is not for her. She's a little too anxious. Relatable. Um, Kevin died. Uh, also, Another instance where MJ was serving C was um, when she was the first to shatter uh, a thing in the challenge, right? And wasn't it Sheree's little panel she shattered? And, okay, I get it, Trishel, you are strategic, but to me, I don't know. I feel like I wish she was cooler. Uh Roundtable, I do think Phaedra's. Everyone knows it's. Everyone knows Phaedra is a traitor. She still gets her good lines in, though, but like she's backed into a corner. But the fact that she can still do, I think it was 4 4 before the MJ vote. We'll see. Anyways, um,. That wasn't much of a Trader's recap. I'm sorry. We'll do more next week. It's also like not as fun to watch alone. The thing I like about the Come Through Queen family is that I get to watch with Dan and Alex. So hopefully we'll be back soon. Bye. Okay, so let's do Freak of the Week. Um, who is it, Jess? I'm actually going to go rogue here. <coughs> I think the Freak of the Week is JLo <laughs> for, for that feature film, which oh. I, which, which I reviewed on the pre-show, which was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh my God. So if you want to hear the full review, you got to subscribe to the Patreon. Oh my God. JLo. I love you. I love you. Poppy. Um, uh, okay. So <laughs> before she went rogue, we were going to do <laughs> Tom's. No, why? why? Oh no no okay never mind okay so so do you want to go rogue with the one true queen again? Now I'll let you go. Okay, well we were gonna give it to Wendy because we love her. Our hearts, our hearts go out to Wendy. Yeah, and I'm also gonna give it to J Lo because I love her. <laughs> this is the third time I'm shocked. On this podcast. No, just kidding. I haven't seen I haven't seen the film, but um I love Made in Manhattan. I love I love you, Poppy, which I said before. During the pandemic, I watched Selena at a drive-in. I love Selena. I watched it. My friend uh rented out a theater to watch Selena. What? Yeah, you you could do that back then during the pandemic. Really? You know that like Chelsea Sinopolis slash Clearview, the one yes. who went that went through like all those changes? Yeah, we yes. rented out that. To watch Selena. Isn't that expensive to rent out a theater? I don't think really that much during COVID. Wow. Okay. 
Anyways. There you go. Thank you, J-Lo. Anyways, Jess, where can we find you? First of all, her award-nominated podcast, Finding Fire Island, is available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, her other great podcast comes out every Monday morning um, on Apple Podcasts and wherever else. It's called Hot Takes and Deep Dives. She does hot takes and deep dives with all of your favorite people. Including you. Including me. Yeah, listen to our episode. It was actually really good. Um, you can find everything else come through queen at come through queen.com. Um, any last words? That's it. Okay. Well, anyways, we love you, JLo. We love you, Dan. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.